right, so just when you thought politics in Vancouver was busy enough, a new contender from an old party has entered the race. I've actually lost count of how many parties there are in Vancouver and how many people are running here. So uh, to help me navigate this, I'm joined uh, by Dan Favano, reporter, columnist with Post Media, the Vancouver Sun and Province. Hey, Dan. Hey, George. Thanks for doing this. I know you just, uh, you're running around today, but uh, tell us about this new, new, and air quotes, kid on the block, uh, Fred Harding. What's the deal with him? Well, uh, Fred Harding was... Uh a police officer with the West Vancouver police for a number of years before retiring just before the 2018 Vancouver elections. And in, in those municipal elections, uh, Fred ran with, uh, Vancouver first, which was a fairly new party at that time. And Fred ran as their mayoral candidate. And, uh, now of course he's running with the the NPA, the city's oldest and kind of best, most established party. Yes. Uh, that's really interesting. Given John Cooper left about, what, 10 days ago, 15 days ago, uh, he was their candidate. He'd been the candidate for mm-hmm. about a year and a half. He was a, he's yeah. a park board commissioner. He left in uh, not 100% explained circumstances. Um, what do you think Fred has to offer that uh, now that you know, with John gone, what's the difference uh, between Fred and John? Well, um, I mean, as, you know, as of just a few days ago or as of just very recently, it wasn't really clear if the NPA was going to have a mayoral candidate this time around. And yeah. as, as of today, of course, it seems like they appear to. They've got a council slate running and, you know, candidates running for park board and school board. So mm-hmm. now they do have a, you know, a, a leader to sort of lead them into the election running for mayor. Uh, it seems like Mr. Harding certainly was wants to focus on law and order, public safety, crime, which were things that John Cooper was talking about as well previously. But, um, you know, I I guess Mr. Harding is also going to be trying to bring his own personal experience, you know, his backstory, his career in policing. He also worked as a, he worked in policing and uh, counterterrorism back in the UK, where he's originally from, um, before coming and working in uh, policing in BC. So he's going to be, you know, at least based on what he, his comments this morning, he wants to draw on that, his own personal experience and his life story, talking about, public safety and crime in Vancouver. And he's certainly trying to uh, you know, draw on that as an issue that people care about. I'm sure you're working on a story about this, but, uh, you know, there's been stuff. This was sort of the worst kept secret for the last several days. Uh, you know, he's got some connections to mainland China. He's got uh, certainly there's been some I've seen some tweets already today regarding some things he said in the last election regarding Sochi and, and some stuff related to uh, uh, you know, uh, homophobia. It's just, you know, what is going on with all this and what, what are, you know, this seems to be <laughs> ABC and uh, team. They're all going after him hardcore on some things he said in the past. Yeah, well, I mean, as I would imagine with any candidate with any party, other candidates from other parties are going to try to attack him for various things. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I mean, certainly one of the things we're going to hear about, um, which I'm sure Mr. Harding is expecting to hear about is there was a video that he made four years ago talking about Soji, which of course was the, uh, I guess the DC government's uh, with sexual orientation and gender identity policy. Mm-hmm. It was a curriculum in schools. Uh, and he had a video that came out where he criticized the government for the rollout of the Soji program. I did ask, you know, Fred about this today, and I'm sure other people are going to be asking him about this throughout the course of the campaign. Um, because back when he released that video four years ago, one of their own party's ca- candidates quit over this. Uh, he was the, the candidate at that time was very upset, and he said that the party releasing this video that was critical of the government rollout of Soji was the reason that he was quitting that party. Um, you know, 
for what it's worth, when I asked Fred about this today, it you know, certainly seemed like it was a question they're expecting to get. And mm-hmm. he said he wants to be clear. He's actually not. Uh, what he says now is that he's not critical of Soji itself, and he's very supportive of LGBT issues and anything he can do to try to make schools safer and uh, a better environment for LGBT students. Um, but he was critical of the rollout of it, he was saying. This I is see. what he was saying today. Anyway, but yes, we can expect to hear certainly all kinds of um, <laughs> questions and criticisms of whatever else. Yes, of course. And if, with two months, not even two months, the election's on October 15th, which is very mm. soon. Uh, mm. Here on CKNW, I've heard Ken Sim and ABC's ads. I mean, they're on almost every half hour. Clearly, they've got some funding. Uh, advertising definitely works in an election campaign. With their candidate coming in so late, is there really any hope that the NPA has any chance of winning at this stage with a new candidate, given what happened to John, leaving? Uh, is there any trust or any, any, uh, uh, any potential for NPA to kind of surge here with Fred as the leader? Well, I mean, George, I think you would know better than I how strong is the NPA brand, how much does it count? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think, you know, it's still a well-known brand. You know, it's been around for longer than any other political party in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I think one thing, you know, you and I and maybe a handful of other people who follow this stuff really closely have maybe been talking about the election, thinking about the election for a long time now, for more than a year, for, mm-hmm. really since the last election. But I, I, I think it's possible that some of the folks running the, these campaigns, including the MPA campaign, might be, you know, banking on the fact or banking on the hope that a lot of average voters maybe are pretty tuned out during right. the summer and aren't really going to start paying attention until after Labor Day, and really in the weeks and even days leading up to October 15th. And so maybe the hope is that, you know, they've got a guy now, they can get out there in front of voters, and and that this is what's coming ahead is really going to be the crunch time. I mean, as you say, you know, John Cooper was appointed as the NPA's uh, nominee back in last April, I think. So he was the nominee for a very, very long time. Mm -hmm. But I mean, but how many, Ken Sim has been out saying he (laughs) wanted to run again for a long, long time. (laughs) Since before ABC, uh, and Kennedy Stewart, the incumbent, I, I, I think he announced his plan to run for re-election. I don't think he'd even been in the mayor's chair for a full year at that point. So everyone's been, you know, a lot of the dancing, a around. lot of the current candidates have been have been out there for a long time saying they want to run in 2022. Yeah. But um, but how much do most voters really mm. pay close attention? Uh, you know, a year, two, three years out from an election? I'm not sure. So maybe that's what the hope is. Well, and then they're all fighting, it seems, on, on the right-hand side of, this, of the political spectrum. You've got, uh, for the most part, I mean, you've got Ken Sim versus uh, Colleen Harbrick versus Fred Harding now versus Mark Marison, who's a former B.C. liberal, uh, even though he's trying to push this, you know, set, a, set that aside and seems to be running more as an NDP or in the city. Um, you know, I think uh, certainly the right-hand side of that political spectrum is definitely mixed and could lead to the inevitable win of Kennedy Stewart, who has no competition on the left side of the spectrum you know i guess i don't you know i'm not sure like i i i I guess and i've heard you and others say that and i Mm -hmm. guess that's the sort of conventional wisdom is that you know there's there's a lot of people competing for that traditional kind of centrist and right of center kind of traditional npa vote and not really you know Stuart's not really facing anybody who's kind of to the left of him uh running for mayor it's not like the it's not like one city or cope or the greens or anybody is wanting is running a mayoral candidate Mm -hmm. um but that being said you know i i wonder sometimes how much how much do sort of municipal elections run on sort of a right left kind of Hmm. spectrum i guess it's it's good it's gonna be you know this election and the last election were different because it's such a 
a fractured, wide-open field. Most recent years, as you know, like it, for several elections, it was kind of a mostly a two-candidate right. race, maybe a third candidate. But now you've got you, – you could have a significant number of votes going to so many different mayoral right. candidates that the winner could win with a relatively small fraction of the overall vote, yeah, right? So for sure, even the last hard to predict. Yeah, even the last election, you looked at the numbers compared to totally. Gregor Robertson when he would win, he would have like ninety thousand votes, and I think yeah. Kirk Lapointe had eighty thousand. Yeah, and uh, this last election, uh, Kennedy Stewart won with fifty-two thousand votes, I think, and Shauna Sylvester had thirty-five thousand, and I think Ken Sim had fifty-one thousand two hundred or something. It was close, but. Uh, you know, Sean Sylvester in the last election was a real upsetter for for both. Of the, I think both the Ken Sim and Kennedy Stewart. She took votes away from both of them. So I think it's you're right. Maybe that left right could be may not be a thing. But I, I definitely think there's, you know, the people don't seem very happy with Kennedy Stewart. But are they unhappy enough? Incumbencies are incumbents are tough to beat. Generally, they'll most mm. people will give them one more chance. Yeah, and I mean, uh, one so one similarity with the last election, as we just said, is that it's a very crowded, you know, mayoral mm-hmm. race, lots of candidates, lots of people. Uh, one big difference between the, this election and the last one is that all of the incumbent council members are running again. Last time, only three out of That's 11 right. were running for re-election. The mayor didn't run for re-election. You had three councillors yeah. running for re-election. Two of them were successful. Yeah. This time around, huh. all 11 council members are running again. <laughs> You've got you've got one council running for the mayor's seat. Yeah, yeah. yeah, a lot of different parties. A lot of yeah, parties didn't, right. didn't exist a couple of years ago. But you got you got Colleen Hardwick running for the mayor's seat, so that leaves one empty council seat. And then whether you know she or Stewart or someone else potentially wins the mayor's seat. Um, so you've got kind of you got a, all the incumbents are running again. And as you say, incumbency is, is uh, you know can yeah. potentially be quite helpful. I've said this uh, several times that the very likelihood, very good likelihood that the, we might end up, with the ex- end up with the exact same council, even though different, you know, the, the parties have shifted a bit, but I don't damn well, well you're see. Gonna one, you're going to have one different seat at least. At one. the very least, there'll be one. That's right. Yeah. With uh, yeah. Colleen Hardwick running as mayor. So there's, exactly. so the mayor has a party and, and, and yeah, you could slip in. You've got somebody like uh, Bill, Bill Thielman running, you yeah. know, who's very well known. Well known guy. One yeah. guy, Andy Pierce, so he's got base on both sides of the spectrum there. So it's going to be interesting. Dad, I appreciate you joining me. Great. Well, thanks so much for having me, George. Thanks.